Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Welcome to the Wizard and the Bruiser. My name's Holden McNeely. I'm the fucking snoozer. My name's Jake Young. I am the wizard. And it's uh, nice to have you here on our weekly podcast roundup of all things nerdy. (laughs) Today we'll be commentating on golf. Um, No, Um, today's the weirder side of Batman, Jake. This is a really fun episode, I think. Even though we haven't recorded it yet, I'm predicting the best. <laughs> Honestly, if we fail to have fun while talking about Batman, something has gone horribly wrong, and I would I would consult a medical professional. Terribly, terribly, horribly wrong. Jake, do you have a secret, uh, or not a, not so secret, uh, but a divine love for Batman? Uh, I've always been a Superman fan. I'm, oh, what? I'm, no, I'm, look at me. I'm goddamn lawful good, fucking boring vanilla ice cream. <laughs> fucking my parents loved me and we're together. <laughs> the world is sunshine and rainbows if you're just happy enough. Wow, Superman fan. But uh, Batman's like... Batman's always been like this amazing figure because he's evolved over the years. He's, yes. he's he's changed to different times. The core game, in my mind, of what Batman is, is literally just how crazy you have to be, how high-tech and educated and, and trained. Literally, the game of Batman is, how do I solve this problem without guns? Yes. And back when back when there was just like uh, little, little pistols and derringers in the oldie times, it was like, well, I'll master the ancient Asian arts. <laughs> And use some boomerangs. <laughs> I like and that. like that was enough. But now like there's assault rifles and machine guns and like everything. So now he's like, I have an entire satellite network and nano tasers <laughs> and uh, I'm immortal and uh, I can I can meditate well enough to be legally dead for a week. Right, super skilled samurai moves is yeah. what he's got, and and an insane technology and helper folk like <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's how he kind of gets through, and that has always been an interesting thing. That sort of obviously that is the the kind of the main focus for a lot of story arcs revolving around him is his uh, his definite end all be all rule, except for the last movie that came out that um, he does not kill mm. anybody in his in his thing, but also that he's a dark brooding hero which I feel like was kind of a fun angle for people to play with I mean obviously and we'll get into some of this but the campiness 
that came out of like kind of his time period in the 60s, especially mm-hmm. with the TV show, but the TV show bled into the comic and sort of connected back to the comic, um, uh, which actually ended up uh, lo- causing it to lose popularity for a little time back then um, because they went so far with the camp. And then, of course, the camp came back later in a movie we'll get to later. Uh, but yeah, yeah, for the most part, he's been sort of a dark fucked up kind of thing whereas you're right and Superman is just pure and good and bright colored night and day it's literally night and day uh yeah so there's okay so when we talk about the weirdest side of Batman uh I feel like one of the first things that comes to mind is the Silver Age it's actually if you if you haven't watched Batman Brave and the Bold uh that was an amazing cartoon that I'm really excited to watch this after doing research about the weirder side of Batman earlier today and yesterday no, so like the challenge of that of that show was I'm gonna take all these like weird viral uh, comic book covers and actually make real stories. Like take these forgotten relics when Batman was a you know a nickel an issue and he had to fight like the zebra lord and just all these like t- right. I read a bit about this zebra lord. <laughs> what is going on? Because no, I didn't no. actually go into the zebra mirror thing. man. There's yes, a- there's mirror man and w- yeah, and there. I mean, there's a lot of um, the eraser qu- questionable Can- villains. The eraser who could erase the tracks of evidence. the crimes. He yeah. built a special helmet that looked like a pencil eraser, yes. so he could erase evidence. It's a, he has a history. Bruce Wayne stole his uh, girl that he wanted to take to the ice festival, and that's what made him a criminal. Well, now I hate Batman. <laughs> that's not fair. He can't be taking the dude's lady. Of course he's going to come back and start erasing shit. You're lucky he didn't erase your fucking dick, dude. But So the Silver Age was like a, a bright, fun time. It was a lot of, uh, it was just like, I, nobody was like mad at it. It wasn't camp. It was just literally that's what a comic book is. It's colorful and these dynamic villains with kind of cartoon physics and everything about it is fine. You know, Batman would go and fight space aliens and he would go and like foil like all sorts of asinine robberies. I remember seeing panels where uh, it was like, you know, like the like when you think about the Joker, like the Joker. <laughs> like, I'm going to cut my own face off and feed it to your dog. Great. Like all this- Malenko. I'm sorry, that's ICP. <laughs> literally, my literally bad. That's, that's insane the- clown posse. But like back in the day, the jo- <laughs> he was literally the clown prince of crime. Yes, yes. Like, there's, you know, it's the boner comics. You ever see that? I love when he's like, everyone's <laughs> talking about my boner. <laughs> well, I'll give Gotham a boner. They can take the rue the day that they spoke about the Joker. Boner. It's a wonderful three. It's like three panels. Just look up Joker's boner, and then you know, and go to image search and turn that safe search off because I'm sure there's some other fun stuff you can find in there based on the search term Joker's boner. Jake, it's it's uh, a <laughs> uh, like this. This is this is it's. It, what I'm trying to say is like when Frank Miller went along and made Batman darker and like more like gruff and like With, violent. Um, the dark uh, Dark Knight Returns, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then that got picked like that whole like darker vibe got picked up by uh, Tim Burton uh, in his own weird fetishistic way. Oh, so Miller's Dark Knight was before Burton's Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're giving me some good timeline here. But so- it be- all of a sudden, like liking Batman didn't just confirm that you were a kid liking Batman made you more adult which yes. is super powerful that's yes. like super powerful juju so like all of a sudden you couldn't have uh you couldn't have like Batman busting out uh wacky gadgets like uh <laughs> the bat poon yes so let's talk about some gadgets here Jake what does the bat poon do uh well <laughs> we all love the, guys what the batarang we all love the batarang 
It's like half shuriken, half like billy club. It can cut through ropes. It can like knock the gun out of a guy's hand, which I've never seen someone been like, oh, you slightly tapped my hand. I'm going to drop my gun. Like <laughs> that, that's like such a Batman move. Honestly, though, if someone throws something at you, you do immediately kind of drop whatever very startled like. No, right? no, I'm not a nerd. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I catch I, it with my hand-eye coordination. I make it sound like, <laughs> I drop whatever I'm holding, whether it's, you know, my mother's hand <laughs> or um, uh, rubber toys. So in the Silver Age, kind of boosting on that on that batarang action, on that toy toyetic uh, gadgetry, they introduced a harpoon gun because Batman doesn't use bullets. Batman doesn't use bullets, but he can fire a uh, a harpoon out of a pressurized gun that he cleverly titled. The Batpoon. See, I was really afraid it was some kind of pussy reference. So I'm happy that it is out of his a utility belt. Gun. Batman would reach for a uh, crude flashlight <laughs> and tempt villains. I mean, to be honest with dark. you, if I was a super serious villain, you know, um, or a silly one, and someone threw held up a pocket pussy at me, uh, I would kind of forget what I was doing, you know, and maybe even check myself into Arkham Asylum. Uh, <laughs> just like, I, I think I'm going through some shit. I don't think I saw what I should have seen just then. You're the one Batman villain that, like, actually is cured. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so did he? What, what, was he like fighting with Aquaman or something? Or he no, was just no, underwater? It's, it's just what do you call a teeny tiny pointy thing? It's, it's a harpoon, and like uh, Robin had his own bat. Oh, it wasn't even an underwater scenario. No, he would commonly use it above ground. Okay, <laughs> uh, this is uh, yeah, eventually it was phased out, but uh, uh, he also had you know rocket powered roller skates, and uh, this which is, came back in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Uh, this is okay. This is a thing that like I I just don't understand like where the line is. Like it's it's all like what makes Batman cool and what doesn't. He can summon swarms of bats. Yes, and that's part of his new like he he still gets to do that in modern times. That's like in that was in Batman Begins. It's, it's in all the Arkham games. Now is it a definite thing that he can summon the bats, or do they not just kind of show up when he's going through some type type of psychosis? No, he has he has a uh, he uses some kind of subsonic echo echo locative beacon, like a little flute. Yeah, though. <laughs> like, it's electronic and sciencey, but, like, literally, like, today, the modern Batman at any given point can just go, like, tweet, 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 get to them, my pretties. <laughs> and, like, everyone's super cool with it. Right. And, I mean, I, have you ever dealt with a, a single bat before, Jake? Once. They're terrifying. They're just so leathery. They're so leathery, and they come right at you based off your movements. I had one in my bedroom. Uh, my bedroom was a ceiling fan, and I. I, I didn't believe it was in there, and then I, I ran downstairs, and I came back. I crept back up the stairs, and I peered around the hallway, and I saw it, and it was just flying right under that ceiling fan because it was following the ceiling fan with its, like, sonar or whatever. But I must have moved just a little bit. It caught my movement, and it chased me down the <laughs> stairs and out of the house. We had to remove it with tennis rackets. It was terrifying. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. That's how sad and, you know, boring my life has been up to this point. No, man, those fuckers got rabies. Yeah, that's the thing. They Batman have doesn't kill, but how many criminals are just riddled with rabies? Seriously. Brains just swelling. Their entire bodies is collapsing. So, yeah, you're saying that why isn't he using this kind of ability to summon bats more often? <laughs> I'm saying it's ba he's basically, he's like half Aquaman. If he can just, like, just like wave his arms, hit a button, and then bats are just going to fuck things up. That's at least going to 
going to annoy the shit out of him for yeah. starters, you know? And then he can kind of get into it from there. Why is he, like, doing any detective work? Why does he know kung fu? Just throw bats at a... Just throw thousands and thousands of Yeah, bats. the moment he learned how to control bats, he should have just been like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to learn any more of these martial arts. I fucking control bats now. That's, um... That's, that's the other thing about Batman is he doesn't use guns. Yes. Does not use guns. No. But he has, like... Grenades, mm. landmines, yes, cannons, yes. Uh, what's my favorite thing in the world is in uh, in Arkham Knight, I think. Uh, yeah, in, in the Arkham Knight game, you you have the Batmobile, mm-hmm. and Bat, but Batman doesn't kill. So if you run to a bad guy at full speed, they get electrocuted. Yeah, by yeah. a taser. Yes. <laughs> so uh, don't yeah. worry. He did, we Batman didn't kill a guy with his car. Right. He tased them. Even though, yeah, and you can turn that car in that game into a tank and fight other cars, but you just can't fight other people. Because Batman doesn't kill. Batman never kills. Any other gadgets? Any other bizarre, funny gadgets? It's just everything. Everything from uh, they had a Batman like kind of '66 crossover, and he literally pulls out a can that says "Bat Female Villain Repellent Spray." <laughs> And yeah, bat shark repellent was uh, from the from the uh, from the Adam West movie. Yes, there's yeah. just oh god, that movie is so damn good. And 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 a lot of because I, I wrote I have a list of, of terrible villains, and um, so many of them come from that older era of Batman. Mm. Of course, we can kind of uh, bust into those. Um, Tin Eyed Man was a fun one. Oh, Tin Eyed Man can see with his fingers. <laughs> uh, he's blind in his two eyes. But mm-hmm. he can see with his fingers. He was defeated when he caught a shrub that was thrown at him, and that wounded his eyes. <laughs> that's 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 like a night. That's that's a layer of hell. That's a yes. punishment. Yeah. His his real name's Philip Reardon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Vietnam vet. Worked as a security guard who was blinded by an explosion, and a, do- a doctor reconnected his retinas to his fingertips. That's. N- yeah, no, <laughs> you can't disprove it. It's written, and I wrote it down. You know what? I thought Vietnam was a good war until you just <laughs> said this. Well, the weird thing is, too, the Vietnam War isn't where he got blinded. He got blinded <laughs> as a security guard. It may, it's so bizarre. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And he was actually hired to defeat Man Bat, mm. not Batman, which Man Bat, of course, being the giant sort of bat creature. I think I had the action figure up for the animated series. Oh, that was a strong design from the animated That animes. was a good design from the an- Oh, man, I had a bunch of sick Batman action figures from the animated series. I'm just realizing this right now. Did, I- you, have, did you have the, uh, like, the Arctic Fury Batman? Oh. Underwater Adventure Batman? I don't, but I think I only had the one normal Batman, but I had a sick Two-Face. I had the Joker I had the Batmobile for the movie for the mm. for the um, Burton movie. Um, yeah, did you have some figures from that? I, I mean, that's I just I always remember even as a kid, I remember like being watching all those commercials, being like, "Oh, you already sold every child in America a Batman action figure, and now you don't know what the fuck to do anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so I feel bad about this next one. It's Kite Man, and this guy's really had his name dragged. Kite, Kite Man. Kite. Kite. Not uh, this, no, not Jew man, <laughs> Jew boy, yeah. Um, <laughs> kite man, kite man, and Jew boy, <laughs> in a dark Hebraic mirror to Batman and Robin. His real kite man's real name is Chuck, 
And uh, he just so definitely not a Jew. <laughs> no, definitely not a Jew. His first appearance in 1960. Um, and he just has a bunch of kite weapons, kite related <laughs> weapons. It's like the most lazy, bizarre. He flies around on a kite and he later was beaten to death by Bruno Ugly Mannheim, the <laughs> um, the intergang boss. Now, uh, that's you know, a really good Batman gangster name. Fuck. Yeah, it is. And and, you know, I, I think what's interesting, what I kind of love about these kind of terrible villains is that later authors kind of recognized how terrible they were and brought them back only to like kill them in hilarious <laughs> ways, you know, or just make fun of them in in later comics. There's a lot of that that I saw come up, and I think that first of all, uh, oh, were you going to say, Marcus? Yeah, actually, uh, someone did something really cool with that. Catman was mm-hmm. a really shitty Batman villain. Uh, Kevin Smith brought him back to do that to make fun of him in Green Arrow. But when Infinite Crisis happened around like 2005, 2006, and the villains united lead up to Infinite Crisis, they actually brought back. Catman, who was humiliated by his uh, experience with Green Arrow, so he got his shit together, mm. went out to Africa, got real fucking buff, and started like uh, protecting lions. And then when Deathstroke came and killed his lions because he refused to join Villains United, that's when Catman became a badass. Secret Six, man, good, good, good shit. Yeah, Catman do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we what we, Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> um, bring a fucking callback, and you only will get that. If you've listened to all the episodes, and that's how you get your sticker. Um, <laughs> Polka Dot Man. Oh, well, uh, that's just a goofy, like, what, he, that's a, no powers. What a, what a non-threat. What a what a dumb villain. Well, he removes the polka dots from his costume, and they turn into interesting weapons and uh, aerial devices. So that's kind of what he does. He literally takes the polka dots from his costume, and they transform into sort of polka dot-themed uh uh, things to take down our Caped Crusader. Uh, That's definitely a universal case of like, uh, yeah, just sell your magic polka dot technology. What the <laughs> yeah, fuck are you doing? Dropping bangs. <laughs> yeah, and it was oddly specific. See, apparently the polka dots were, were strapped onto him with like electronic wires, and when he pulled the polka dots off, it would break the wire and release the whatever the thing was. It would, it would release the technology and it would transform. It was just like, does that make sense? It was just bizarrely concocted. Like, they actually did just come up with, like, a real way that the suit would work, as if that matters at this point. I mean, you also gotta remember that a few of these guys were writing, like, six comic books a month. Right. They true. had, like, hard, hard deadlines like, that I they don't had know. to meet, and they're just like, I don't fucking polka know. Polka Dot Man. Yeah, Polka Dot Man, how's it work? I don't know, he's got a fucking wire <laughs> attached to a thing, and then it breaks. I don't care. They don't care. Well, he was, Nobody <laughs> cares! These are for four-year-olds. <laughs> Well, years later, he was so badly beaten by a police officer with a baseball bat <laughs> that he filed a brutality complaint. And then years after that, another writer uh, had him too drunk at a bar and again was terribly beaten <laughs> by the bartender with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know. Why would you do that? It's just like, I want to get that particular comic because I guess it's a bar that a bunch of villains hang out at and he's too drunk on liquor. <laughs> he gets his ass beat. Now, Calendar Man, he gets a reboot. Calendar he, Man he, is a dude. He's a doozy, but like he get, you know, he like carved the dates in his face. Like they they managed to make him cool again, but like there's no 
fucked up polka dot man that's gonna like have a resurgence yeah that's kind of hard to give an edge to but honestly like if nolan was like i'm only gonna do it if it's centered (laughs) around polka dot man as the main character or whatever you know i'd fucking definitely buy a ticket to that and honestly i'm sure this exists but i mean if any writer would like to make a comic book that just is like a awesome all these terrible villains like over the hill in a condo together or something trying to like make it work or, or form some kind of ragtag league of super villains. And they're all just sitting around being like, how the fuck is Batman still 35? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes no goddamn sense. That would be awesome. I mean, I think that would be so cool to take all of these villains and really kind of make them find an interesting angle to them like a crazy quilt. He was he was in Batman Brave and the Bold. <laughs> yeah, he was in Batman Brave the Brave and the Bold, right? And he was actually used a lot. The ex painter and master thief, blinded by a gunshot wound, experimental um, had an experimental procedure done to restore his vision, and now can only see in blinding, disorienting colors, which isn't a power <laughs> per That's se. It's just an acid flashback. <laughs> it is kind of just a total acid flashback. And I think a lot of these, like Polka Dot Man, definitely came from like the mod style, mm-hmm. you know the polka dot look that he has kind of comes from that and crazy quilt definitely comes from the 60s uh lsd like revolution or whatever right and because one of his big story arc was that he got a bunch of villains uh, uh thugs together and he's like all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna steal color and they're all just like what are you fucking talking about he's like yeah we're taking color. We're stealing it. I'm like, what? And then that's when he, he started just like... Oh, you mean like expensive pigments and dyes? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it essentially was the whole plan was he's just like pouring bleach on everything. <laughs> like it was literally what he was doing to quote unquote steal color. And it fucked with Batman and Robin for like two seconds. And then they were like, oh no, that's just what he's doing. And then they just like took him out. Mm. You know? There was a lot of that stuff, too, where it would just be like, oh, I'm so terrified and baffled by what the villain is doing, but they're not actually doing anything to hurt anybody mm-hmm. kind of back in the day. I feel like there was a lot of that. Um, Mr. Camera, who had a camera for a head. Mm-hmm. That's, that's about all that's I a have vis- on That's him. a visual. Yeah. The only other thing I have on him is Batman punched him in the face and it took a picture of his fist. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <It's> literally, <laughs> I think the author, the writer who came up with the design gave up on it like two sentences into you know what i'm saying like i don't think he even followed through with this guy there's a uh on dorkly uh we did a embarrassing batman moments article by uh, tristan cooper yes and i read that actually uh, it's very good so uh do you remember the the story about the uh the alien robot yeah there was a so silver age batman went on a space adventure and at the end he got a uh Full size like sci fi automaton robot helper. Okay, whose I lied. Sole I, task, not, I did not remember this. His sole task was to save Batman and keep him safe. Uh, the issue came up though that uh, unfortunately Batman routinely like dives towards vats of acid and like gets in the middle of gunfights and is Batman and the robot would drag him away to save his life. And uh, naturally, the solution that uh, he and Robin came up with was that they faked Batman's death and the robot, so racked with guilt of having violated its sole purpose, kills itself. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. They couldn't just turn it off? No, no. Its circuits were like, but must protect Batman, so life, life, and then just like dies. (laughs) That's, you know, yeah, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) Can we talk about Orca the Whale Woman? 
<laughs> a wheelchair-bound woman named Grace Balin can turn herself into a giant orca, but what she was doing, she was doing kind of a Robin Hood thing. She would she would kill the rich and uh, give all their goods to the poor. So uh, that's kind of good. In the water. In the water. Terrifying-looking woman. She could turn into a big, large, cr- crazy orca woman. I don't understand it. I didn't see any actual panels. I just kind of read story descriptions, but she looks... God awful, Marcus. Orca the what? Orca the whale woman. <laughs> Please, how could you forget a thing like that? How? How could you possibly? <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of really, really bizarre kind of storylines over the years. Um Oof. Yeah, the look of the look of her. If you're by a thing, do the thing and look up Orca the Whale Woman. Uh you know, another uh story arc that was covered or another issue of the comic that was covered in Tristan's article that I really liked was uh, Batman number 219. Um, It was a Christmas issue, (laughs) and Commissioner Gordon convinces Batman to go caroling with the police. Mm. No crimes are committed. Batman does nothing to, like, beat up any thugs or anything because it's just a bunch of montages of the police and Batman singing Christmas (laughs) songs and people about to commit crimes and then deciding not to commit those crimes. It is the most boring issue of Batman ever. There's also a very weird side scene where a woman is stopped from committing suicide when her soldier husband shows up who has gone missing in Nam. Um, so she ends up not killing herself, and it's all to the tune of Santa Claus is coming to town, which is the what? Yeah, I mean, first of all, what a somber thing. Also, maybe Silent Night would be good for that one, not Santa Claus. Ding, 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 ding. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. tortured me. They took my balls. Underneath the at night. Made me play Russian roulette. <laughs> they kept me in a cage. You know my favorite part about the solely visual medium of comics is all the singing. All the singing <laughs> you would hear throughout an entire issue of a comic. That'd be great if it came with a um with an album. Almost all articles I looked up had Bat Baby in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the cloud where Batman is turned into a baby, but he still has his brain and his you know uh, uh, gadgets, and he just goes around fighting crime uh, as a baby. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was Silver Age, man. It was it was a, it was a crazy time. Yeah, it's all Silver Age stuff, right? I mean, there is like all these weird takes on Batman. You know, there's uh, everyone tries to like. It's like almost a common theme now, where like uh, Azrael Batman was, I believe, a genuinely weird moment. Whether, I still don't, they still don't, have they ever like nailed whether or not, you know, n- 90s badass armor, claw, yeah, machine gun. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, crazy. Wasn't I, it like Batman 2099 or what What, what was that? Was that wasn't Batman it just, Beyond? Maybe. No, that's Batman 29. Batman, uh, Azrael was the Batman that came around after Batman got his back broke, broken by Yes, <clears throat> which there was when I was like reading, you know, I've been kind of on and off, kind of like my relationship with pro wrestling, like, you know, in and out of the comic book thing. And, and definitely that was a time when I was starting to read Batman. I had that issue where he got his back broken. That was a time when everybody, because was that around the same time as Superman's death? Yeah, yeah. Same time. Within a year, I they think. They were just killing. It was like... Well, it was dark because yeah. Yeah, the whole universe of comics had become very dark uh, and brooding, so they had to start killing people Grunge and music backs. and Spawn. And, you know, I, I we have to do an episode about it, uh, Image Comics, like, for sure. You could just do one specifically on Spawn. Spawn. Just on Spawn. And New Spawn. movie in production. Yeah, Get I saw it that. Andrew Parker, 
uh, put it on the Wizard and the Bruiser Facebook page, which go ahead and join that if you want. Um, we are taking submissions. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he uh, that he posted that up. I can't fucking believe. It. Why are they? Why would they do that? Because we now have disposable income. <laughs> now we get to decide when it's bedtime, Dad. Um, but back uh, to Batman. Though. Back to Spawn. Will wait for another rainy day. Batman and Robin. Yeah, okay. You want to talk about Batman and Robin with me? It's it's the moment it's there was a push and pull. What did, like before you could before Batman could be both, before we hit this nice like postmodern thing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, I'm sorry. I just looked up the story of Todd McFarlane talking about the new Spawn movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he he says he's mostly done with the writing, which he referred to as quote, a dark R-rated, scary, badass sort of script. Mm. <laughs> I, that's what you want when you read a script to yeah. be like, oh, fuck, bro. God, I want to interview him, and I want to read that script so bad. And he needs to write the next Ghost Rider, by the way. Um, where were we, though? We were Batman talking Robin. about Batman and Robin. You're talking about the film? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's go there. Let's go to the 1997 film. Um, well... One thing you have to know is what it came out in 97, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Batman Forever, which came out uh, the year before that, big success. Mm-hmm. Huge. Made tons of money, right? Yeah. Uh, and Warner Brothers fast-tracked the next one. They mm-hmm. said, oh, usually there was like a three-year buffer in between each movie. Now let's do it in a year. All right? And I think that, you know, and pretty much, I mean, it's like we've talked about, you know, with Sonic 06 in our very first episode. Uh, usually it's a case of fast-tracking a project, pushing a project into production, and setting a due date way too early for it that kind of fucks the whole thing up and usually makes these hilarious tra- travity- travesties that we get to. Tragedy, travesty, both. All of it. It's just a trough. It's a trough. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, did you see it in the theater? Were you? The, I remember yeah. seeing Batman Forever in the theater. I'm not sure if I saw Batman and Robin in the theater. I was always a huge fan of uh, the Batman reruns on TV. I just, you know, I like the colorful universe. I like the yeah. really corny comedy. And so ba- I loved that too. So on, Batman mm-hmm. Forever kind of like poked a little, like uh, you know, they 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 acknowledged it. They brought back Robin. They did all these like little cutie things, especially after Batman Returns was a psychotropic nightmare of a film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and- a black icor spewing demon gullet. Because, <laughs> I mean, all right, right. We, we go through all of yeah. them, right? Like, the first Batman, you know, it kind of reinvigorated the franchise. Tim Burton's, you know, no. first Batman. Jack Nicholson is a Joker iconic. All these things, right? Second Batman was, yeah. And I remember it was like, because that was back when I was watching movies over and over again, mm-hmm. too. Like, if they were on HBO, I would just be watching it. I just remember I saw Batman Returns over and over again. And just it fucking put me in the weirdest place. <laughs> this explains like so much of your life and I personality. Know. Oh, completely. <laughs> like why? And I'm just like watching it because it's on, and you know. And on just... top of it all, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's disgusting. Like the shit with the penguins, disgusting. All of Christopher it. Walken in general is disgusting. Christopher Walken's terribly yeah. disgusting in it. Oh and yeah, just burning like... his face off with a taser. Yeah. Like, uh... Danny DeVito eating a fish, like a raw fish in a newspaper, yeah. and then be- biting. The guy's nose off. Yeah, then what part where he bites the nose off? <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, <laughs> At least and, my nose isn't gushing blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, hilarious pun. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Forever came out, yeah, and kind of brightened it up, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, and then Michelle Pfeiffer gets eaten by cats. Yes. 
eaten to life. Ooh, and she was sexy too, which was confusing. <laughs> and then Batman Forever was, yeah, it kind of brightened the whole thing up. Hey, kids, you like Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. You like Val Kilmer? <laughs> Val Kilmer. Uh, wait, it was Kiss from a Rose from yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forever, and, right? And hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, the <sighs> U2 song. Defined my summer, Kiss from a Rose, over and over again on VH1 the, to the lead up of, and MTV to the lead up of... That movie coming out, and yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, does it hold up, Jake? I haven't seen it as with adult eyes. Uh, double date night. Yeah, 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 let's do it. I'll bring the PCP. <laughs> you bring the Parmesan crisps. But I, what am I going to do? I have all this PCP. <laughs> That's all I have in my apartment right now. He sold everything else. Um, uh, let's okay. get real wet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then Batman and Ramen just—it it, was—it was very rushed. They, you know, I think because Batman Forever uh, was such a big success, they gave Joel Shoemaker all the room in the world to shit the bed. Um, <laughs> you yeah, know, uh, the performance, like they just they went full hog on that on that campy attitude, and it just it just did not work. It was not cohesive. It didn't have whatever veneer that was like, hey, you're cool for liking Batman. It just deflated it. Instead, it was like, "Hey, you're kind of gay for liking Batman," <laughs> <laughs> and and which which is has always been kind of a part of the Batman legacy. So it is kind of funny that it came up in Batman and Robin, but there was kind of a situation all throughout its history uh, where people questioned the relationship between Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and what was there a homosexual situation going on? There's been like psychological studies done on it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different um, writers. The have seduction co- of the innocent, Frederick Wortham, all that stuff, which yes. like. Wortham actually was an accomplished psych- like psychologist. He he did a lot of good work. Serial killer Marcus Parks. <laughs> how you doing? Yes, he was the guy who did the psychological examination of Albert Fish. Oh, yeah. So you really can cool. see why he was a little bit sensitive to violence. Yes, mm. yeah. Yes. I mean that was. I mean that fucked him up for life. He was the guy that pretty much wrote Albert Fish's biography. Mm. So all of a sudden, when he starts looking at these funny books for children, in which a bare ass child, I'm gonna say. Robin needs better pants. Yes, he, <laughs> he didn't needs get pants till like the nineties. More pants on the on the boy. Just cover that boy. <laughs> more put more pants on the boy. That's my one note. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can put him in, in the in harm's way all you want. Just for God's sake, just give him some fucking pants. But that was the thing. But the the nipples on the costume were the sixties no pants. You know that's how they reversed uh, reversed it on us. Uh, the uh, Venture Brothers actually touched on this with a few characters that like. Of course, the ambiguously gay duo. Yeah, it's um, it's always been there. I I honestly don't think Batman is a is a gay character. Like, if you ask writers, we're like, so were you writing this guy as gay? Like, everyone dating back from you know Denny O'Neill was like, uh, what? No, what? <laughs> I think it's it's because Batman is a child's vision of what adulthood is. They like sex doesn't enter into it. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's just like trying to say Bert and Ernie are gay or straight or whatever. Oh no it's no, like, Bert and Ernie are are in love and they are there for each other they have their rainbow card um it's on their sweaters (laughs) um but yeah going back to batman and robin uh i have one great quote here um according to john glover who played dr jason woodrow uh joel schumacher would sit on a crane with a megaphone and yell before each take remember everyone this is a cartoon (laughs) it was hard to act because that kind of set the tone for the film (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, uh, I do have some um, Mr. Freeze puns. Should okay. we go through them? Um, 
I don't know if I have a good Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, no, no, please without the Austrian accent. All right, everyone, chill. <laughs> no, I get I'm it. afraid my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. Mm -hmm. If revenge is a dish best served cold, then put on your Sunday finest. It's time to feast. <laughs> Which I just feel like all you have to say is revenge is a dish best, best served cold. cold. But they kind of had to pepper it up a little bit for no reason. If what? revenge is a dish best served cold, put on your Sunday gown because it's time to feast. That is, is Arnold Schwarzenegger in the room right now? <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> Probably my favorite, The Iceman Cometh, which is during the sex scene. Mm -hmm. uh, allow me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well, for it's the chilling sound of your doom. Mm. Tonight, Hell Freeze is over, and when he's at the party, he says, cool party. Uh, uh, he doesn't ever say ice to see you? Uh, Let's I kick think, some ice. I think he might. I did say kick some ice. Mm. I think he might have also said ice to see you. I couldn't possibly write them all down. <laughs> There's the wall to wall. It's no wonder Batman's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that movie was garbage. And now you will feel my flurry. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember like the promotion, the marketing on that episode, uh, on that movie was so completely insane. And uh, it, 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 it took away the Batman name for years and years until Nolan yeah. brought it back. Um, anything else to say about the, the strange side of Batman, the weird side of Batman? Uh, I feel like we've reached a, a point now where like Batman can exist in all forms. And uh, kind of what the things that now feel that things that made it feel wrong. They're like, that's not what Batman's supposed to be. Batman is all things. He is a man dressed as a bat who hates crime doers. And that's it. however you want to tell a story with him, I feel like it's fair game. At this point, it's completely fair game. You can tat up the Joker, and um, Batman apparently can kill now. I mean, Batman <laughs> can shoot the fuel tank on a flamethrower with a gun. And it's not technically killing a guy with a gun. There you go. When something lasts that long, nothing's sacred. <laughs> <laughs> well, Batman originally had a gun. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Bat yeah, he didn't start not killing people for a few years, right? Right, right. And, uh, it, you know, and it's it's a collaboration of creators all adding their own, Bill Finger mostly, all adding their own little spin on things. And uh, it's it's I feel like Batman can be weird. Batman can be goofy. Batman can be a laughing stock if, if need be. And uh, you're not you're not you're not cooler for liking Batman because Batman's fucking weird. Yeah, Batman's fucking weird. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Bruiser and the Wizard. I'm the Bruiser, Holden McNeely. I'm the Wizard, Jake Young. And uh, catch us next week. And uh, do you want to plug anything, Jake? Oh, if you can follow me on Twitter at Best Jake Young and. Uh uh, leave a review on iTunes if you're listening to this on your phone. It's very easy. Just go into settings. Do it right now. Do it right now. Uh, let's bump that up to five stars. I see you hovering. I see you hovering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us some reviews. Uh, Hold Nader's Ho on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, have a great one. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.